I'm really, I just really want you as a church to understand your impact. Say this, we make an impact. Say this, say we make an impact. You don't sound like you believe it. Tell Everybody stand up. And I want you to give me your best shout here. Say this with me on a count of three, we make an impact. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. And what the Lord is saying, this is a small beginning of the impact you're going to have on not just this nation, but the world. Because you live under great grace. And I'm going to talk about great grace today. But I want to show you while I was in San Ramon the first week there and ministered three times there, we had so many amazing miracles. But to us, it's normal, right? Pastor Isaac just kept giving me more time at the camp meeting, at the medium meeting, and I'm like, you got other speakers, you know. But but the anointing was so strong. He says, no, they've never seen anything like this. We we, we want to keep seeing it. And I'm gonna, you, you can be seated. I want to read this scripture, Isaiah 30, 133. Uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. Guys, I'm going to read it in the amp version, in the amplified. It says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Everyone say unity. unity. It is like the precious oil or the anointing, the precious oil of consecration poured on the head, coming down on the beard even the beard of Aaron coming down upon the edge of his priestly or pastoral robe, consecrating the W-H-O-L-E body. It is like the dew of Mount Hermon coming down on the hills of Zion, which is the church. For there, everybody say there. Okay, that's three of you. On the count of three, everybody say there. There, right? For there, for there the Lord, look at this, has commanded the blessing forevermore has commanded the blessing forevermore. Everybody say forevermore. What is the commanded blessing? I'll show you in a few moments out of Acts chapter 4. The commanded blessing is great grace. See, we just see grace as the unmerited favor of God. Grace is a gift from God. But it's so much more than that. It's the power and ability of God. It's actually the Son of God, Jesus Christ, came to be grace for us, Right? Grace is so much more than we give it credit for. And what I want you to realize, as the anointing, here's here's the book. If you see it on you, you need to pick that up. It's amazing. Uh, If you see that, whenever you begin to see and feel and sense grace, it'll be so transformative for you. I think we, we, I know, and God's dealt with me, that we got to focus. Grace is not just, you know, being forgiven of sins. We have grace to be saved, right, through faith. And that's been a big focus. It's actually gotten over here in a ditch somewhat, a little bit goofy and weird with grace. I, I, I'm not into religion and rules so much, but I'm into holiness and integrity, right? And so grace is not just so you can go uh, a license to sin. It's not that. But it is to help you. And, and to, when you repent, truly repent of sin, grace is there to be a substitute for you because Jesus died on a cross for your sin. But it's also power enabling power of the anointing and the presence of the Christ. What's that? The Christ, Christos in the Greek, the anointed one and his anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. So as we begin to understand that, that God loves the anointed because it is his son and his spirit that we are anointed by his anointing. 
So there's only one Christ, the Christ, and he, that's where we get the word Christians from Antioch, right? And, and, and what we need to do is understand that Christos means anointed one and his anointing. So what I'm going to do is set this up. I'm going to show you two miracles, and there's going to be healing here today and healing, healing online. Before I do any of that, look at this platform today. Man, uh, let's give a shout out to Travis and, and Mike, uh, Mike, oh, Lord. Garrison, who's I've only known 22 years. It tells you I'm tired. But he and Mike, along with Travis's team, and I think Caleb and a bunch of them had a hand in it, took things that we already had around the property, and they got a very good start. We're going to get this a little better here because they got to get another projector. But they just did this out of, the, out of their own heart to do this all last week. Let's, let's just give a big shout and thank them for it. About a month and a half ago, they installed all new LED lights. But how many of you know, this? we need a new sound system. Does anybody believe that in this church? You say, well, it's muffled or it's up here, it's down there, because it's outdated. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. You're going to see these two videos. Now, what's the connection? The grace that's on me and you, us. Everybody say we. The grace that's on me and you goes forth. When you go forth to Walmart, when you go forth like Brandon and Kim led the team over there with Pastor Steph over there at the hotel on the other side of town, when you go forth into the highways and the byways, when you go forth in your workplace, in the places of education, in hospitals, when you go forth, I want you to get the revelation that there is great grace on you to do supernatural things for God. People make it mystical. It's not. It's a matter of believing the word and obeying God. It's all, all it is is listening and obeying. Everybody say listening and obeying. Okay, now say it like you mean it. Okay. Oh, man, the spirit of prophecy is on me, so I'm trying to stay on the prophetic mode because I don't want to, like, go there right now. Hallelujah. I love the spirit of prophecy, though. So let's check out these two miracles you're very familiar with if you're from Bethel. And this just happened about a year ago. And then I'm going to show you right after those two. Okay, let's show you those two. Then we'll go from there. Keep it on. Keep it on. Can we turn it up, please? I 
maybe go back and make me another. Here, I know what. Let's pour this in it. Yeah. Mm. for me uh, numerous times, you know, throughout the years, and uh, my back had got locked up about uh, maybe a month or so ago, and I was having all kinds of issues with it, so as Pastor was saying, as I was sitting right there, he started, you know, prophesying over me and praying for me, and uh, he said, you're going to feel heat in the lower part of your back. We'll turn put that on That sounds just an 85. That sounds just an 85, wasn't it? That's 19 or 20. <laughs>
Now, look at that. Jay going at it. That, that, that's your church family. So, Terry and Jamie, why don't you stand up? Was it 2019 or 20 when that happened? Pre-COVID, so 2019, and not only is he healed, he, he runs a pressure washing company, about three different businesses, washing houses and other stuff almost every day. How you been doing? Doing good. So he's still healed, amen? Give God a shout. Okay, thank you guys. Jay and them, I think, are out of town or in the parking lot ministry, and he's still healed. And there's so many of you that have been healed. Now, what the Holy Spirit's convicted me of especially when I go out and just amazing things happen when I'm out. And I have to ask you, when you see the next video of just three, two miracles, I think, there was dozens of miracles, just crazy. I mean, people's blood levels going back to normal that were diabetics. I mean, just crazy stuff. Uh, bones and uh, tendons restored. But I'm going to show you two really powerful ones at Pastor Isaac's, um, at his services, I was at in California. And then it also happened when they had me speak in, in um, Houston, Texas, just this past weekend, or whenever it was, a couple of days, yesterday or day before yesterday. I got back sometimes yesterday. But um, just crazy miracles there. They're getting their testimonies together for me. But, man, just think about what's required of you and I. Do you know any other church in this region or any other church in the United States that there are notable, and there are, I'm just saying, do you know any that on a regular basis there's notable miracles like that? Well, why don't you tell people? Because I believe if Lexington knew, you'd be standing in line to get in this building. We could put it up on social media. What do you do with it? You'll, you'll pass on some goofy joke or a picture of somebody. But, but what do you do with it? And I'm saying that to you all at home too, so don't feel like you're just observing. And I'm not saying that out of anger. I just believe God wants us to wake up. Everybody say, wake up. When you have your church family that has back and nerve issues like that instantly healed in a church service sitting right over there on the second row. I mean, and we had a bunch that day. We had Ashley's deaf ear open that day. Uh, the, in the morning service, we had a guy named Billy, his blind eye opened in a That's all since 2009. We have them regularly. And, and when we stand in front of God and he says, who did you bring? And you might look around and not see very many or none. And he say, well, what did you need? I put you under an, a, a great anointed house of different ministers and ministries. I, I let you see my gospel come alive through healing the sick, salvations, people feel the spirit. Did you tell anyone? Are you passionate about it? Man, I was blown away. They wouldn't hardly let me go up there in the California. Why? And it's like that when I'm in West Virginia or wherever I'm at, and, and, and the Holy Spirit says, you, you've got to teach these people about grace. It's not just grace to get rid of their headache or grace, you know, to get a little promotion. God's great grace is amazing. Say it's amazing. So sometimes, you know, when a certain anointing like this is on me, it does more for me than it does you. 
I mean, it, it, it's just such a, because it's got to go through me. It's God doing it, but it's God working through me. It's got to bypass me. You think you feel anointed. You ought to feel what I feel. Amen? And, and, and especially in the past few weeks, I've just been feeling it even at such a higher level, and I want to share that with you. I want you to see the impact you have. Now, I'm going to read the scripture Pastor Mark read for the offering, and we talk about that here. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version, and let's don't even think about an offering is just one aspect. Receiving money is one aspect. But it says in about verse 8, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 in the Amp, you guys can put it up if you'd like. Uh, I hadn't given them notes. I normally do, but they'll get it up in a minute. It says, and God is able. Everybody say able. Able is the root word for ability, right? So God is able to, God is able to make what? All grace. Look at all grace. You can see it up there. God is able to make all grace, verse 8. Look at this now. And, and, and what it translates out in the Greek and amplified is, God is able to make all grace, which is every favor, every favor and earthly blessing for the believer comes through what? Grace. So grace to be saved through faith, that's the doorway. But we as the body of Christ, if we want to see an end-time move of God, and I believe it's already on the earth and we're tapping a little bit into it, I believe we could be fully into it if we focused as a church on God's faith, unity, power, and love, and grace. But it says, come, it says every favor and earthly blessing, what? Comes in abundance to who? To who? What's it say? Wake up. What does it say? What does it say? So where's it going? You say, you're a little testy. You're tired. No, this, now the prophetic anointing's on me. Because the sleeping church must awake. What do you think, what do you think if a drug addict stoned out of his or her mom were sitting on the front row and saw what happened to Terry? I, I don't have a doubt they would get saved. What if a man beating his wife and abusing his children saw Jay or Terry's miracle or some of these other miracles? You know what they'll do? They'll come crying to God because they'll realize how real he is. Say, Pastor loves me. I do. Parker says, yeah, I got some of that growing up too. Says, every earthly blessing coming to you so that what? The reason God's grace is on your life, look, the reason that God's grace is on your life, that you may always, everybody say always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, any need you have, any lack in your life, any sickness, disease, poverty, relational situation, whatever, any need, say any need, that's why we get, well, God's grace is sufficient. We use it for like a sneeze or something. No, God is telling you in plain English through the Apostle Paul, you have complete, it says under all circumstances, regardless of the need, no matter what your need is, his grace is sufficient. Have complete sufficiency, complete in everything. I mean, how plain can God make it? Being completely, everybody say completely, self-sufficient in him. You know who him is? Jesus and our Lord and Savior. In him, in him, in his grace, in him. Mm. And have an abundance 
for every good work and every act of charity. Have an abundance for every good work and every act of charity. There's not one thing that we need to have a need of. That doesn't mean you won't come up and have needs, but then you apply God's grace. Hmm. You apply God's grace. Now, they're getting ready to show you just a couple miracles. <clears throat> and there was, well, I don't know, dozens, <laughs> at least 20 to 30 notable miracles that day. <clears throat> and then later that night, then later the next day. So they're getting ready to show you this. Here's the spirit that I want you to watch this in. <clears throat> now, the reason the sound went up and down, Travis had to run back thinking an amp blew up in our sound system. I'm telling you, it's not the devil. It's our lack of faith to have a new sound system. You know, I'm tired of, I'm tired of complaining about it. God got on me. He said, I don't want no more negative stuff coming out of your mouth. If there's something you want to change, speak change to it. Anyway, didn't plan on doing it, but God did, I guess. So here, watch it in the spirit of the impact you had in a suburb of San Francisco, California. Oh, you, see, see, you didn't even gasp. You said, are there even churches in California? There's, yeah, there, there are. But what I want you to realize, there, there are a lot. I mean, pastor has about four locations. He should have five, ten thousand in his church with the power it has. But we, the church, don't get it out. Now, we'll get out our little happy face for somebody that just accomplished a goal that we know. But what are we doing with the kingdom? What are we doing with the tools God gave us? So I want you to watch this in the spirit of, and I want you to think about yourself. But if this anointing's on your pastor, and it is, and others in this house, yeah. it's also on you. Because I read to you the anointing comes from the head of the priest all the way down. That means revelation, all that, the eyes, the nose, the, the aroma of God, the, the mouth, the vocals, cords of God, right? All the way down through the tip of his beard, through the tip of his garment, is the commanded blessing. God already commanded this blessing. That's what you saw in the book of Acts. I'll show you in a minute. God already, this is his commandment, just like salvation is a commandment. It's not a choice. You either get it or you don't. And the commanded blessing, if you track it all the way back, is his grace. If you just get enough grace to get saved, you'll barely just be saved and barely make it to heaven. But if you want to be saved to the point that you are bringing the others into the kingdom and walk in a, an anointing and a power of God, God is no respecter of persons. Jesus said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Wow, three of Do you believe that? You need to shake yourself. This is slumber. I'm tired of using an excuse. Well, a third of the people are back because of COVID. Well, you know, if you're so tired right now, then maybe you don't. You know, I'm tired because I was out preaching the gospel for three weeks and on an airplane, two different airplanes all day and half, half, half the evening. I don't know what your excuse is, but I bet if your favorite football team or the NBA Finals or your favorite basketball team or your favorite Little League game that you're at with your kids, I know I was crazy at my kids' games. 
You, I didn't matter how tired I was. They heard me. But, but look at that, and I put me in there. But what about God? I dreamed of seeing God's power when I gave my life to him. I got to see one miracle in the Nazarene church, which really got me on fire for miracles back when I first got saved. I've been in great churches of thousands and rarely, rarely see a miracle. If they had one evening of what we had, they would have went from 5,000 to 25,000. I want to ask you, are you praying on Saturday getting ready? Are, are, you, are you opening your heart and getting your, is it the last thing? Oh, I'll put my clothes out or I'll get, oh, I got to go to church in the morning. I got to do children's or I got to usher or I got to be there. I want you to see as they cue this video up, this is our, this is not just my anointing. This is our anointing. This is our anointing. If a third of the church could get this. A vision I saw many years ago was that before we built this building, but when we bought it and started on it, was that I saw a vision of the traffic backed up so far we had to have police just to hold, to let, not let people out, to hold the traffic up to get people in. And I'm not saying that about me. I'm 59. You know, I, I'm over the, oh, I want thousands. You know, it's like people want stuff and they're like a dog catching a car. You don't know what you do. You get, your, you get that tire and the dog don't know what to do with it when it got it. Then it's like, let it loose. I'm beyond putting another notch in my belt. I'm beyond that. I, I, I just want to be pleasing to my Savior. That's all I want. I want him to say, good job, Dalton. You made it. Check. Get in. That's enough for me. So let's, let me pray. Father, I just thank you. Holy Spirit, I'm, I want to convey to them your heart. That God, we don't take you for granted. We don't take our brothers and sisters healed of terrible diseases and blindness and deafness and painful backs and neurological systems and paralysis. We, Holy Spirit, convict us that we don't let it lie there that we don't let it lie there, that we pick it up and use it for your glory and bring people to you in Jesus' name. Let, let's, let's watch this together. What? Uh, not long, Whatever maybe reason, 15 minutes total. Bone miracles seem to be the nastiest, toughest miracles for our brothers and sisters to receive. But not this time. Because a bone miracle takes a creative miracle. <laughs> and a creative miracle is whenever God takes something out of line. Such a gift God gave me to explain that. You know, before people. Line up, folks. Line up. Give my command right now. A brand new sinew. A bone sinew. Boom. A bone. Boom. Hey. <laughs> now, there you go. Spirit, but I can't pronounce it. Restore. Restore. The nerves. The pupils. 
Jesus, you know. Is that the macular? I speak right now, God, that that spirit of infirmity, half of this young man, looks your hope. Never let you Vision. God happened. <laughs>
That was just two of, I don't know, probably over 20, maybe 30 more. I mean, notable, notable, notable miracles. We had, a, we had another lady that, that came up, and I prayed for her for multiple things that she didn't even tell me about. She's talking about one thing, and I prayed for multiple. One of those things, she had had a trach a few, uh, four or five years back in her throat, and she's diabetic, all kinds of stuff. And so I prayed. She hadn't been able to sleep because they tried to get it out, the scar tissue. They couldn't remove it. And so at night, she just couldn't breathe. She'd choke and gasp, and she gets very little sleep for years. I think it was maybe four, I don't know, three, four, five years that had been going on. So I prayed for her, and she testified, not only did God totally remove that, whatever it was in her throat, that she's sleeping like a baby, but her she's a diabetic, and for uh, two or three days straight since I prayed for her, her blood level and sugars totally normal, needed no medication. <clears throat> now, what I want you to realize is I didn't even get to preach that night when I prayed for all those people because I showed them Terry's video and Jay's video. They saw the same two videos you saw, and I had my big message to preach and I'm stumbling around for 10 or 15 minutes because the Holy Spirit said, pray for these people. And I'm arguing with God. Well, I got to build their faith. He said, what do you mean? Pray for these people. I said, these preachers, I got to pray. Pray for these people. I just put it down and said, look, I'm tongue-tied. I can't preach right now. I said, we're going to pray for people. And that's when all that broke out, just obeying God. They didn't even need a sermon because of what they saw. From two miracles in this house, brought dozens of miracles, notable miracles. So when you stand and clap, it's not about me. It's about us together, what we can do for God. Now, now we know about it, we're accountable. Now we know about it, we're accountable. What could God do with a church that we were not ashamed of his power? Well, I'm not ashamed. Well, let's put it this way. Maybe it's even worse that it doesn't mean that much to you. You know, if it's your throat, your back, and that was uh, Pastor Esther, who's one of the worship pastors there, that's her mother, that her back. If you could have saw her, there's only two steps of platform. They had to help her. She just came up waddling, bent over like an 80, 90-year-old person that had back issues. But God, the little boy, actually I already knew he was healed before the mom testified the next day. He has macular degeneration from birth. So she said as soon as he could even toddle, they had to put glasses on him his whole life, couldn't see anything. And I had him, I knew when I took the hanky off that he was healed, I saw a little tear come. I said, did God touch you, buddy? He went, yes, sir. I said, what can you see now that you can't see? And he started reading stuff around the sanctuary, and you should have saw his mama. We, they cut that out. We'll have to put it back in. Man, she went wild when he started reading stuff. So this was the next day after that. He still didn't wear his glasses. And every time I see her, he's not wearing his glasses. And that little lady right there at the end that got her back heel, she was the dancing machine, man. She danced, coming in the building, going out. She, she's, it's amazing. And, and so what, what thrills me, 
I got to see that woman barely waddle up to a stage. And when God touched her because someone was obedient to pray, she's dancing all week long in a service. I got to see a little eight or nine-year-old boy that would probably could be blind by the time he's 20. Get his eyes totally restored to where he could read small print, probably 2020. They need to have him checked. Do you think that would be enough to prove to unbelievers to believe? That when you see unbelievers, they would know that, that Christ is real and that he saves? L- let me read a verse to you and then we'll. So in Acts 4, 33 through 34, I'm going to read this from the amp. You guys can put it up. Acts 4, 33 through 34. And with great ability and power, the apostles were continuously testifying what? to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace. Everybody say great grace. Great grace. So they were testifying, not just by preaching, they were telling of the things Jesus did, and then they began to perform the things they were telling them that Jesus did. So, so it says they were continuously testifying. We want the book of Acts. We should be beyond the book of Acts. We, we should be... Way beyond that with knowing the ways of God. Remember Moses, the children of Israel knew God, but Moses knew the ways of God. You get to see so many different ways God loves people and heals people and saves people and fills people. You, you, you see more than 98% of the preachers in America see. I promise you. I bet 98% of the preachers in America who are winning people to God, doing good works, haven't seen what you've seen with your own eyes. Not a video. You have seen with your own eyes. And God says, what are we doing with it? So I'm with you. I'm your leader. So the reason I'm trying to get you going, we're on the same team. If you lose, I lose. And I ain't losing. Said and great grace. So the word there for great is um, mega in the Greek. We get that word for, for mega, right? So it says mega. It's megos, actually. But we get our word mega from megos. So it's mega grace. I mean, grace is amazing anyway, right? But now he said, and mega grace. says So when you operate in, in, in continuously testifying about the Lord, Lord and Savior and what he's done, then it says, uh, God's remarkable loving kindness and favor and goodwill rested upon them all. Everybody say all. all. There was not a needy person among them because those who were owners of land or houses were selling them and bringing them the proceeds of sales. I mean, God didn't even ask us, everybody here, sell your house and do that stuff, has he? He's given us all this by just showing up. I have to wonder if God weeps more than we realize with what we do. So that great grace there is tied to the commanded blessing in, in Psalm 133. Let me do this and we'll pray. Zechariah 12, 10. Now let's, let's read Luke 2, verses 39 through 40 in the amp. It says, and when they had done everything in connection with Jesus' birth, According to the law of the Lord, they, they went back to Galilee, talking about the disciples, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child continued to grow. The mom, dad, Joseph, and Mary took him back. The child continued to grow 
and become strong in spirit. Even Jesus had to grow because he took on an earthly body. Strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace, favor, spiritual blessings of God was upon him. You see, the anointing is now in you for you, but the anointing or the spirit of God is on you for others. Let me... John 1, verse 15. John testified repeatedly. When have you testified? You want to do what John the apostle did? You want to do what Paul the apostle? When have you testified? I'm not talking about just in church. John testified repeatedly about him and, and has cried out, testifying officially for the record with virtually, uh, with, with validity, validity and relevance. This was he whom I said, he who comes after me, talking about John the Baptist, has a higher rank than I and priority over me, for he existed before me. For out of his fullness, the superabundance, superabundance of his grace, grace and truth, we have all received. Say all received. This was even before John could receive the Holy Spirit to be born again. Think about this, guys. Every born-again believer, and Jesus, what he say when he got news, remember he fed the 5,000, all the people who were healed, and John sent his disciples to him to see because he was in prison. Are you the Christ? And Jesus said, just go tell him all you see and hear. See me do and hear. And John was satisfied. And then what did Jesus stand up and say to the crowd? Said, he said this, he said, the least, there's not been a man greater than John the Baptist yet to this point, but the least of you shall be greater than him. He's saying an average Christian is greater, has the ability to be greater than John the Baptist. Wow. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Go look it up. So it comes what? It doesn't come out of us. It comes out of the fullness, the superabundance of his grace, his unmerited favor, his truth, his gifts. We have all received grace upon grace, Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God, and truth came through Jesus Christ. It says, no one has seen God, his essence, his divine nature at any time, the one and only begotten Son of God, only one begotten of God, that is the unique son who is in the intimate who is in the intimate presence of the father he has explained him jesus explained the father and interpreted and revealed the awesome wonder of the father jesus told us demonstrated even interpreted what the father was saying to us he did all that work in the three and a half years of his life the last three and a half years so you can be healed, so you can be saved, so you can be filled, but not just for you, so you can heal and save and fill others. Every one of us are called, 2 Timothy 1.9, whom he has saved and called, called Kaleo, legally summoned by God, whom he has saved and called, not with just a regular calling, but with a holy calling in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began, God already put an assignment on you for salvation. It's up to you to receive it. He also put 
an assignment upon you, what? To operate in your calling. That is to tell the truth about God. That's his plan for your life. How, how are we doing? Let me read this last verse and I'll pray. Romans 5, verses 5, 15 through 17. It said, but the free gift of God is not, it's not like the trespasses because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. We're always going around worried about sin. Grace supersedes it. Now, it doesn't mean if you're sinning, you're sinning. <laughs> That's sin. But, but God is saying, why are you even caught up in sin? Because grace supersedes it, right? It says, for the fall, uh, says, because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. For if any, for many died of one man's trespasses, Adam sinned, and much more abundantly did God's grace and the gift that comes by the gift of grace like that which came through the one who sinned. So in other words, there was this, nor, nor is the gift of grace like the one that came through the one that sinned. So in other words, the law was given through Moses, but grace came, Jesus, right? So, so he's saying his grace supersends every failure that comes from what happened with the fall of man. For on the one hand, the judgment following the sin resulted from one trespass and brought condemnation. But the other had the free, uh, other hand, the, the free gift resulted from many who believe. For if the, if the trespass of the one, Adam, death reigned through the one, Adam. But look, much more. Everybody say much more. Much more. Surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. So when you just say, oh, his grace is sufficient, you can play something. His grace is sufficient. Turn the lights up for me. His grace is sufficient. Do you know what you're talking about? It's like when somebody sees us. Bless you, brother. Do you know what blessing is? Just turn the house lights, whatever you got to turn on. Do you know what blessing is? And I'm not talking down to you right now. I just want to give you something to chew on today. And I'm thankful for you that are here today. I'm thankful for you that are watching today. I, I'm not at all angry at you. I'm angry at the spirit of unbelief. Because if we really believed, you'd be calling your staff together if you run a team and say, you know, uh, I, I, I just want to encourage you. Or, or since I had, just like to send you all this, people you know, that work with you. I just like to see, you know, God is still alive. God is still alive. Look what God did. God is still alive. And the Bible says he's no respecter of persons. So if he healed Terry, he'll heal you guys. Right. 